we know that hard skills get you a job and soft skills will get you promoted. And we're all about getting you promoted. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. Um, this is Meryl from Santa Fe. I'm looking for growth in my department, and I'm noticing that the people getting promoted around me are always the loud and bubbly ones. Um, I'm over here doing work, but not getting promoted. So what's the deal? Meryl, one, yay for observing this. Two, let's sort it out. (laughs) Okay, great. You deserve a promotion too. If you're doing the work, you deserve the promotion. But part of getting a promotion is communicating about the work you're doing. And that's what (sighs) we're talking about today. Love that. As we say... Doesn't count unless somebody knows about it. <laughs> if work happens in a forest and no, <laughs> nobody hears it, then it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Holland's like That's motto. It's going on your tombstone, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've decided. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Meryl, I totally get it. I had a woman on my team who had the same exact situation. So I'm going to walk you through her life and see if you can connect with this because I'm pretty sure this is what we need to do for you to get you a promotion. Cool. This woman absolute bombshell like we have talked about her before she is the one in the episode on statuses where like I got told by our mutual manager to go talk to her about how to structure my statuses I have used her as a mentor as a teacher as like a a shoulder to cry on more than a few times absolutely amazing yeah so her story is before she was working for our mutual manager she's working in a different division so kind of the similar job but just like a different category of products And she had the same question. She's like, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm doing work really well. I want a promotion. And she went to her VP, the person who's in charge of giving her this promotion. And she asked, like, how do I get promoted? And her VP was like, yeah, you are doing work and you're doing it really well. If you want a promotion, you're going to have to go to lunch. You need to be more visible in the cafeteria. You need to go have lunch with coworkers. Mm -hmm. You need to like be out here being more of a social butterfly. Now, This woman, for all the great work she's doing, she is a hardcore introvert. And like, I don't know, this advice just like didn't land for me when she's telling me this. Obviously didn't land for her because it like stressed her the fuck out. You're telling me that the only way for me to get a promotion, even after doing all of this work and doing it really well, is for me to fundamentally change who I am? I don't think so. Exactly. I wish you all could see Holland's face. (laughs) But yeah, that that was the advice from her VP, the man who's in charge of her actual promotion. Yeah said if you want to get promoted on my team you need to go have lunch with your coworkers. the answer is no for me I was <laughs> I was flabbergasted the result of all that was she actually just realized that her VP was not giving her sound advice and she may need to actually work under a different VP luckily we're in a company where she could do that like do the same job just in a different business unit under a different leadership style good on her so she went to interview other VPs and asked them all the same question And she chose to work with one who gave her a solid answer, which was, yeah, you're doing great work. I see you. Mm. But what you are not doing is communicating about the work that you're doing. And then she told him about this advice she'd gotten from her current VP. He's like, no, 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 no. 
I see why he gave that advice to you, but like he gave the wrong advice. You do need to be communicating, but that doesn't require you to be in the cafeteria with people of no consequence. What it means is you need to be talking to him and to other people on his level about the work you're doing, how it affects the bottom line and like what the value you add to the company is so that when your name comes up for a raise or promotion, everyone in the room can say, yep, I know exactly what she's doing and how she's doing it and how it makes my job easier. That's incredible. Like, thank you for the sound <laughs> advice. Yeah, I know, exactly. Clearly, we met on this VP's team and we've been doing great work ever since. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, he was great. What you are seeing, Meryl, is, is the people who are getting promoted tend to be these social butterflies. I think that's because there's a misconception. In fact, I know that's because there's a misconception in the workplace that only the, I mean, like the squeakiest wheel gets the grease, right? Like if you're, if you're loud and social and like everywhere, you're going to get a raise, a promotion or whatever. That may be true, but that's correlation, not causation. These people are simply better at the soft skill of communication. They're doing this communication to their direct manager about the work that they're doing. The only part that you get to see is this like, let's go the public to lunch part, not the yeah. private part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what you're telling us, Vanessa, is that going to lunch will not get you promoted. Uh, yes, but <laughs> because social butterflies like myself end up at lunch and not doing the work, just as an FYI. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be the homecoming queen. You need to cultivate soft skills in the right context. Yes. Getting the right message to the right person. And for you, Meryl, that right message is, hey, I'm doing all of this work and it's contributing in this way to the company and I deserve more money for it. And that's what's known as soft skills. Let's go through what soft skills means and how it contrasts with what we typically call hard skills. Yes, but first I need snacks. So can we take a snack? <laughs> Same. Okay, good. <laughs> Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Meryl, we're back from the break. And I have a snack. (laughs) So... Obviously, the world is set to rights. <laughs> Great. In fact, let's talk about digestion. Let's talk about hard skills now because <laughs> they're literally easier to digest than soft skills. <laughs> there is, you love a metaphor. I love it's a not pun. my problem that you like. <laughs> we've stuck with sports so far. We need to get into the food metaphors. This is where I live. Yeah, we've been making mistakes all along the way. <laughs> food is the answer. Episode, what is this? 50 some odd? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but hard skills. There's bound to be a list in here somewhere. In fact, the list is fairly easy for me to come up with. Hard skills are all the things I don't like to do. That's all. (laughs) So this includes like any kind of computer programming, electrical engineering. Hard sciences of any kind. Yeah, that's why they called them hard. They're hard for me. I don't like them. (laughs) They're over there. Um, The tools and the tech that you have to 
use to do your job. So your MarTech, your tech stack, your Excel. Yeah, pivot. Any Pivot tables. Yeah, if you can pivot it. <laughs> yeah, it's data collection and organization, mm-hmm. managing a CRM, managing a, a workflow, like any kind of operations thing. If you're overseeing a plant of any kind, yeah. this is how do we get the box from A to B? That requires a hard skill because you have to understand the system, understand the best engineering for that box and what kind of product's going to go in it and all of the, all the things. Anything in finance? This is the like, okay, I know how to build a profit and loss statement. I know how accounts receivable and accounts payable works. I know how to read an invoice. All of these are hard skills. You either can do it or you cannot do it. You cannot kind of do a pivot table. You either know how to do it or you don't. Hard skills are things that need to be taught. You don't come out of the womb yeah. understanding. No, you cannot come out of the womb doing a quadratic equation. PNLs. Yeah. Um, And they are... Overall, they're objective. There's no opinions on whether or not you can or cannot do the thing. Yeah. And it's measurable. Agreed. Measurable in that, like, you probably took a test to prove yeah. that you can do this, right? Like, you might have had a certification for this. You might have gotten a degree in this. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You were te- you've been tested <laughs> and proven worthy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. So, so, in contrast to these hard skills, soft skills are, as you'd expect, the exact opposite. They're not measurable. You can't take a test on them. They are a little bit more inherent, 100% subjective. They're just in that, <clears throat> apropos, soft space. <laughs> it's hard to define. That's what this is. It's like how to kind of massage people's preferences, idiosyncrasies, whatever, whatever, in right. order to get what you want. I mean, we broadly refer to these as people skills. Yes, you've heard about them that way. So this is like your charm or charisma. Mm-hmm. This is how you listen actively or not. It's being a balanced conversation partner, not dominating, not becoming the Spanish Inquisition. Like it's also like how you write emails. Is your tone of like cooperation and camaraderie actually communicated in your email or do you come off sound like a bitch? This is a soft skill. Right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to write a sentence? Yes. Hard skill. Right. 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 Do you know how to write a sentence that doesn't piss people off? Soft skill. I love that. Mm-hmm. These also tend to be more important. Maybe more important to Merrill, right? Now that we've gotten down to the right. thing. Analytical skills. Yeah. The ability to anticipate needs and solve problems. The ability to communicate about the work you're doing and how it makes a difference. Yes. Reverse this episode. Go listen to all the stuff we just talked about. You notice in the hard skills, we never talked about how to get things done. A how to get things done better, more efficiently, happier, more communicative about it is all a soft skill. Right. Right. Doing the thing is the hard skill. How to do the thing. Mm-hmm is the soft skill. That's right. The relationship is like, is very close to a hard skill. You can know how to build a profit and loss statement, but how to interpret that information and communicate it to a decision maker is the soft skill. It's all the right there. It's Mm -hmm. not like you do the numbers over here and then you go be a social butterfly in the lunchroom over there. Exactly. This is what pissed me off so much about that VP's advice to my colleague is like, Mm, I see why he said soft skills need to be developed, but he didn't get it. Like he didn't get the soft skill is literally in the one-to-one communication, not the one to coworkers. That's dumb. Not the one to cafeteria. No. One-to-one, one-to-few, one-to-cafeteria. Yeah. And I really like how we put it, like communicating with the right people in the right way. And I like that one-to-one. I'm just writing it in the notes now <laughs> as if it didn't just happen in this moment. Um, 
We've talked about this on this podcast. This is how you're working with your mentors, your managers, and your champions. This is how you're communicating your statuses and your one-on-ones. This is how you're working with your cross-functional partners. Like mm-hmm. this is all of it. It's it's really the foundation for everything we talk about. Because mm-hmm. we know that hard skills get you a job and soft skills will get you promoted. And we're all about getting you promoted. We know you can do the job. That's the first five. That's determined in the first five minutes of your interview. The rest of it is okay. How much money are you worth? Well, what's that X factor? What's that soft skill? What's that extra thing you bring to the table? And can you communicate it? Mm-hmm. Vanessa, you just said these are not separate. Yeah. Everybody thinks that hard skills and soft skills are on opposite ends of the universe. They're actually neighbors. And it's interesting to like look at an organization and realize that like actually the higher up you go in organization, the more you get promoted, the more soft skills you need. Because you do have to understand the hard skill because you still have to look at that data on the PL, right? Right. But you're no longer building it. You're not executing it. The execution arm is at the bottom of the pyramid. And like you want to be at the top of the pyramid. That's the people that do the least amount of work for the most amount of money. Hey. <laughs> but it requires more analytical skills, more communication up, more more like managing up, down, and around. Exactly. Getting the right people in the right place at the right time to make the decision that gets you more money or gets the company more money. Which also gets so you, more, you money. Get more money. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, it's now a circle. Right. And this is the area of our concern for you, Meryl, is let's get you those soft skills so that you can get promoted. We want to let you know when it comes to hard skills and soft skills that you don't have to have one before the other. Hard skills and soft skills are building blocks. They work in tandem together, but you do not have to have one before the other. You can use one to help you develop the other and you can use the other to help you develop it. Anyway, it's a partnership. So Vanessa, for her part, (laughs) as you may have guessed already, I am high in soft skills and have a very low tolerance for cultivating hard skills. My brain does not love it. She's a big picture visionary strategic thinker. If I have to do the the like minutia of moving from A to A.1 to A.2 to A.3, I will do it. I have done it in the past. I absolutely fucking hate it. There's lots of coffee. There's lots of like, like either like really intense and grotesque rap music or like Rage Against the Machine. It depends on the mood of the day. And I have to be in the right mood to do it. Like I've just never developed the discipline to like sit down and do it and be satisfied with that. I'm like, no, I need a strong why on the other end of this. Like I need to like, okay, learning this hard skill is going to get me $100,000. Let's fucking go. And it's going to get me $100,000 tomorrow. Like I need that immediacy to drive me on that. Mm -hmm. It's my character flaw. So knowing this about myself, I've learned this over time. What I've, what I've realized when I kind of help other people realize through coaching is there's lots of ways to learn a hard skill. Being the person who doesn't love to learn a hard skill just for the sake of learning it, I, I have found the lazy person's way to do this, which means I will use my soft skills to get hired and then I will go learn the hard skill required to do that thing, right? This has happened multiple times, multiple positions I've held. I've built a career on this basically. In fact, this is my current role at my current nine to five. The position they were hiring for it was a hard skill, a paid media specialist. I didn't know how to do that when I applied and they know this, so we're fine. Um, and I didn't care to. So in our interview, I said, what I'm going to bring to the table is a strategic mind and a thinker. That big visionary thing that Holland was complimenting me on. Uh-huh. Um, I bring that to the table. That's what you should hire me for if you want it. If you want that, I'm also willing to go learn really quickly because I'm actually very good at learning hard skills with the proper motivation yeah with with the right motivation (laughs) which is a salary thank you um I'm willing to go do this and I can do it very quickly for you that's not a problem for me if you only want someone who's just going to execute this hard skill I'm not your person that was within the first like 10 minutes of our first interview 
because I know exactly what I'm capable of and what I don't like to do and what I do like to do. And a career of just executing that hard skill, I I would be so bored in a month. I would just implode. <laughs> That's it. Take everybody with me <laughs> as we go. The like floors out. <laughs> it's out. Tenth floor done. Um, so knowing that about myself informs how I approach looking for a job or a promotion or a whatever. I take a look at, okay, what is this role going to require of me? If it's going to require a lot of hard skills, then I probably just don't even think about it. If it's going to require a lot of soft skills or that's where the vertical growth is, then I'm willing to go backfill the hard skill. So I will go into a job interview and say, yep, I can totally do this for you. And as soon as I get the job, I go out here and I learn all the things. But I also kind of work in this conversation with them like, I'm going to need to learn this. So you're going to pay me to learn, but I promise to learn quickly. And then even probably before an offer is signed, I go to whatever the hard skill is, find the free training course, YouTube video, whatever, whatever the thing is that teaches you how to do that hard skill. There's a shit ton of them. Go sort it out. So at least by the time you get into training for your new role, you're not operating in a black hole. That's how I am able to scale that hard skill really, really quickly. So that's me. As an excellent foil to this, I present Holland. <laughs> case study B. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Um, yeah. So, you know, whereas Vanessa has like very, 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 very high soft skills, very low tolerance for cultivating hard skills. I come to the table with like innately, I'd say like happily middling soft skills. I mean, outgoing, but that's not what, as we've determined, that's not what soft skills are. Outgoing in the right direction. That's true. Is the like learning the skill part. Yeah. Mm. And then on the flip side, I have very high tolerance for hard skills and I learn them very quickly as well. And I kind of want to share with you, Meryl, like where I, how I relate to the hard skills and soft skills as they have been presently constituted or innately constituted to me. I came very late to corporate America. And what that meant for me was there was a big gap between where I was kind of at experientially on the hard skills side and where I thought I probably maybe needed to be or wanted to be in order to like get into the corporate America game. And my first instinct was to go back to school for that shit. And Vanessa was like, <laughs> red flag, play on play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, what I actually needed was someone with soft skills. Vanessa came into my life at this time to help me understand what ground I had covered and how what I had done in my previous experience would translate into something that would Bring me into corporate America. You mean communicating about the work you've done? Um, that's and that's how correct. it added value to someone else's bottom line. <laughs> yes, out, yes. Bitch. Look at all of the ground you've covered since you didn't go back to school. <laughs> you've quadrupled your salary in a very short amount of time. Two years? Yeah, like two and a half. Amazing. And these are real people numbers. This is like real people money. Th- this is this is what we're saying is like the marriage of hard skills and soft skills can equal exponential growth in your finances, in your career. Like it's amazing. And you, you don't necessarily need to go back to school. You need to learn the soft skill thing. And perhaps at some point, actually I do see this for Holland's career at some point <laughs> in your life, is going to school for that MBA just to like, let's double the quadruple, right? Like right, let's right, get right. all the way the fuck up. But we're making half a million dollars a year. Yes, we fucking yes, are. Please. Yeah, right. Uh, and then we're retiring. <laughs> so it turns out, but like that's that's what I that's what I love to see in Holland, and like why I'm so pleased that you like you knew you needed something. You didn't know what it was, but like I'm glad we were friends. You know, thank you, right? Um, so that I could help you level up to here, mm-hmm. and and make sure you understand like you already have everything you need in order to get quadruple your salary. That's ah, that's so cool, right? Yeah. And, and then maybe at some point in the future, understand like, okay, there is another skill to learn, but that's another set of hard skills, right? Actually, yeah. And we can go to school for that. That's fine. But like, you don't need to get into debt for $60,000, $70,000 before you start making 
more than that. I, and I see this, like I had to understand what I had done myself. Mm-hmm. I had to soft skills myself. <laughs> I had to have the soft skills to look at my own accomplishments to say, what have I done? Why does it matter? Communicate that to myself before I could ever communicate it out to others. That's the analysis. Yeah. Like you had all the data of like, I have done these things. Right. That- right. But they existed like in this, they were like stars in the sky and Vanessa turned them into constellations. Oh, <laughs> Should we hug? I feel like this is a hugging moment. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is this is why I think hard skills and soft skills are so like they are neighbors. So like Meryl, you're probably doing all of the work. You're probably doing all the execution. You probably have all the numbers in front of you, but not until you can see that like hmm, this number means this to that person. Totally. And tell them that that means that like. This is the number that's going to make you the next CMO. Make sure you report that number to them weekly. That That's that soft skill. That's the analysis. That's the communication, right? So like you go from just a numbers jockey to like, what does this number mean? And then what does this number mean to me, to you, to the CMO, to the company? Like could be different things. hundred percent. And then how do I communicate that to them? Exactly. I totally have a cousin like this. Ooh, I love cousin content actually. Cause I don't think my cousins listen. So <laughs> I use their lives all the time. <laughs> So hopefully this is fine. (laughs) He cannot make the connection between what he's doing and why it's being asked. And so every time that something gets asked of him in a different way or a revision to what he's delivered, he gets frustrated because he doesn't understand what is happening to that information once it leaves his hands. Mm, Because he doesn't understand actually why the information is important. No. If he would just pause and ask one question back, which is, what are you really looking for? Where is this information going? And that person's going to say, I'm looking for marginal growth. I'm looking for where we're losing money on this. I'm looking for, it's always going to be a money question. 110% of the time I'm looking for operational efficiency. I'm looking for what we have like 10,000 customers who all have this problem. And I'm looking for the cause of that problem. They will tell you that because they have a lot of soft skills, the analytical skills. That's why they're the CEO. They'll know what they're looking for. And they think it's in the report they're asking you to pull. So the moment that you get asked to do that, ask why, and then bring them the answer. Hey, I found the answer to your question. It's in this report right here. You probably want to get to the second part of that sentence. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to understand the whole thing nose to tail, but you do need to understand just a little context will make him not as frustrated with these first of these yeah. endless requests. Yes. Because they're clear like clearly there's a through line between the requests mm-hmm. that he's not grasping because mm-hmm. he hasn't asked why. And the person above them is not in the data enough to make that connection themselves. They're guessing. This is a shot that like, oh, I think the answer to my question, whatever it may be, is over here. Let's go pull that report and see if it's there. Let's go pull that report and see if it's there. But the person in the data can see the connections. Or should be able to. Yes. And And like everyone's life's easier. Yeah. If they can, they're promotable. If they can't, we're going to keep doing this bullshit. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I've made the same mistake. Got asked by the CEO, who's one, two, three levels above me. Mm-hmm. He was he's sending the email to my C-suite, my director, oh my God. and me. I was like, Ugh. That means he has a big ass question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He asked a question with a discrete quantitative answer. Okay. Interesting. And I was so scared. I was just in scarcity. I was new to the job. I like wanted to please. And so mm-hmm. I like found the answer and reported it back. And then I like, one day later, I was like, He doesn't even care. No. He cares about the bigger picture. I got it a day later, Mm -hmm. but I didn't ask the question in the moment. Yes. You have to be able to get there quicker. Because that C-suite is clearly got a question asked from probably by the board 
why aren't we doing this? Mm -hmm. And he thinks the answer is because of that number that he's asking for. But if you can know more of the context beforehand, if you can punt it back, maybe not reply all, but just reply to him. Hey, I'm happy to pull this report. I've got it up right now. Tell me what you're looking for. Really? Then that's, that's a different conversation all of a sudden. That's the shift between a hard skill of, yep, I can pull the report. Yes, but I can get that number to you. But what does that number mean to you? That's what you need to understand. And that's what you need to communicate the next time that happens. Yes. And suddenly it's, oh, Holland thinks like I do. Holland thinks like a C-suite. Let's promote Holland. Holland doesn't need to be pulling these reports. She needs to be thinking for me. And once you start getting paid for not doing, but thinking, that's when you get promoted. That's a soft skill. Soft skills are learnable. It's not this like, oh my God, I'm an introvert. I can never learn this. I I want everyone to just ignore the introvert extrovert aspect of this. Totally. There are hard skills and there are soft skills. You have a proclivity for either hard or soft skills. You need both of them to succeed, but you can start with the one you have and learn the other parts of the other one you don't have as needed. So Meryl, for you, you notice people around you're getting promoted. You think that it's because they're social butterflies. Not accurate. Yay. <laughs> we've, we've solved that problem. Yeah. What they probably are doing is communicating the value of their work to their direct manager. That's number one. You need to work on making sure your direct manager understands exactly what you're doing and how it's valuable to them. So if you are the one who pulls reports the fastest or the most accurate or the, the, the prettiest, whatever the thing is, great. Communicate that. That's number yeah. one. Now, if you want to level all the way the fuck up and make even more money, there's probably a deeper soft skill that you can learn there, which is analyzing the reports you're pulling and like first asking the question, what does this matter to you? Like when your manager asks you to pull that report, just ping it back to them a little bit and see if you can't do that analysis. If you need to hire someone to teach you how to analyze those financial reports, do it. And and I guarantee you, you'll start showing your manager that you think like them and then you can get paid to think, not just paid to do. And that's where the real money's at. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Oh, that was great. I love, I love it when we have like uh, these moments on air. Yeah. So raw. I love them. So raw. (laughs) So raw. So real.